Good morning, Eastern Oregon, and welcome to AM Live on EOA Live for Thursday, August 17th, 2023. As you can see, it's a little bit different today. Uh, I'm in the uh, commander's chair. It's weird. It's like, uh, it, it feels like completely out of place. Uh, so bear with me because I'm going to be doing some different stuff today. I got a good show for you today. I have uh, two sets of tickets to Beer Fest that I'm going to give away. Um, one of them is a randomizer that we did on Facebook, and then I'm just going to give some tickets to somebody who's watching. Um, I have Amanda May from Remax Real Estate. Um, but first, we're going to jump right into sports and get that out of the way. Uh, in Eastern Oregon right now, uh, it's fall. It's my favorite time of year for sports. Uh, we're going to have all kinds of guests um, I sat down with Josh Goodman, the EOU women's soccer coach, and he talks a little bit here about their uh, what they do regarding mental health. You know, one of the things that I've noticed about soccer, and I'm sure this happens on other teams, I just uh, have noticed this, is the mental health stuff. Like, it's very important to, to you, I know, I, I know yeah. for sure. And uh, talk a little bit about that. I just am a big believer that, you know, college athletics are hard. You know, but they're supposed to be fun as well. And I think that sometimes, you know, I, I did it as a student athlete. You get so focused on your performance and you get so focused on the things that are going on on the field that you just let, let it affect you so much off the field. And you kind of start to identify your whole life with a sport. And I know when I stepped away from playing, it, it took me a while to kind of figure out more about who I was other than soccer and, you know, still kind of struggle with it. Obviously, I'm getting into coaching, but the big thing I want for the girls is to know that we're going to push you pretty hard on the field, but that we, we care about you off the field and that it's a safe space to talk about anything that you need to talk about. And I think that over the last couple of years, we've taken strides and, you know, we're going to continue to put a lot of, you know, our effort into making sure that mentally they're where they need to be. And on the performance side, if they're mentally enjoying it, they're going to perform better as well. So there's benefits there. I released a little clip yesterday on EO Live about with all the guests that I'm going to have on over the next week. It's, it's going to be real exciting. Uh, EOU football. They just had Frontier Conference Media Day a couple of days ago. Tim Camp talked about the kind of disappointing season last year and kind of what we've done to make this year a better year. And one of those things is we brought in a new offensive coordinator. Austin Brown from Southern. I sat down with him last week here. To... New, brand new offensive coordinator means there's going to be a little bit different of an offense. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, you know, I think any time that, that you, you take over a new offense, the first thing you got to be careful of is is, is obviously just a, a wholesale change with, with these guys. I think you got you to try and find that, that cutoff line right there of, you know, what, what can I keep intact as far as maybe terminology, you know, maybe you're running something, something similar, but what are, what are things that, that can stay intact that these guys know? So I think that's the first thing that you got to think about as a new uh, play caller coming up here. And, and obviously Coach Camp sat down and, and we have a vision for this thing. And it is going to look a lot different than, than probably anybody in the stands has seen um, in, in a while here at, at Eastern Oregon. But these guys have done an outstanding job. I have an awesome group of of guys here as far as players and, and coaching staff, Coach Camp and, and Ryan Piper there helping me out on the offensive side of the ball of uh, picking up this new scheme. You know, I, I think there's no, you know, there's no secret to, to what we are offensively in, in, in the conference. Everybody knows that, you know, that my time spent at, at uh, 
over there at Oregon State had a huge impact on, on what my beliefs are offensively. Oh, yeah. So you're going to see some wide zone schemes. You're going to see some play action stuff. You're going to see the naked. You're going to see a lot of us uh, changing some tempo up at a lot of times and, and just trying to keep the defense guessing and making them defend, you know, all 53 and a third yards. About uh, this new offensive coordinator, he has a lot of energy. Um, yeah, he's, he just brings a different look to – uh, offense that was kind of stagnant, if you ask me. It, they were last year. They were they averaged twelve points a game, and if you take away the two wins, they averaged eight points a game, and that's that's not enough to win games in the the frontier. The frontier is a tough conference, one of the toughest conferences in NAIA, and and eight points a game just ain't going to get it done. We got to put some points on the board and keep the defense off the field, and I think Austin Brown's going to help do that. Um, this morning sports report is brought to you by Rockinsons. Rockinson's Tire and Auto, East End of Adams. Go see JB and the boys. Um, we're going to talk just real quick about weather, do a little weather uh, thing. It's going to be 100 again today, 100 degrees. My goodness. It's going to get down to 66. It's going to drop down, though, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 90, 88, 84, which is nice because, uh, man, it's been super hot. Um, let's take a look outside real quick. It's a beautiful day. Beautiful, but it's super hot. I mean, yeah, that, I mean, that's just how it's going to be for the next day or two. It's 100 degrees. Um, now we'll, uh, we'll, we'll take a quick little break, and then we'll come back with my guest, Amanda May from um, Remax. Welcome back. I'm joined by Amanda May from Remax Real Estate, and we're going to do the keys to the market. But usually this is B BC's job. Like, I don't ask the questions when it comes to uh, <laughs> topics that I don't know a lot about. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to let you. Tell us what's new with uh, Remax. Well, I've got some things that I want to chat with everybody about just in general, some things to know about real estate. I think that it's funny because real estate is one of those things that people know a lot about and then they don't know a lot about it too. So there's some minutia that goes into real estate that just completely is, is missed on, you know, HGTV and all those shows that people are excited to watch. Um, and one of those things, a really important thing that I, has kind of become a hot button here locally lately is referrals and why it's important to work with an agent who understands the market that you're working in. So 
little anecdote for you and why I want to talk about this. I have, we've had some influx of some out of town agents popping up representing buyers in this market, which that's always fine. We are, we're a friendly open market and we're going to work cooperatively with whoever the agent is who brings local buyers. Um, but what it's important for consumers to understand when they're being represented by an out of town agent is you have to have an agent who's willing to do their homework and that agent needs to understand how do we negotiate within this specific market? You know, what things are going to be components that help you be a strong buyer here locally? Um, so funny little story. I had someone contact me a month or two ago and they basically just said, hey, we're interested in seeing this property. And it was a property out in the country, a beautiful little property that that was listed through my office, but not through me specifically. And I said, yes, I would love to show you that property. And they said to me, just FYI, we're going to be using another agent who we work with where we're coming from, which was on the west side of the state. And I clarified that a little bit, you know, are they are they a buyer's agent? How are they how are they working? And they said, he's just a good friend of ours. We'd like to stick with him. And that's fine. That's completely fine. But I did feel the responsibility to give them the cautionary tale of what they might be missing out on. And it's important that you're working with a broker who understands the local market for a lot of reasons. Um, appraised value is one of them. If somebody lists a house and it's just outrageously overpriced, an agent coming from the West side may not know that right offhand. Um, so it's kind of funny because I, I told them this and I just said, Hey, you know, I couldn't in good conscience, not tell you my opinion, but above and beyond that, there are ways that you can work cooperatively with that agent. And if he or she wants to work that way with me, then I'd be glad to, to help. Um, sometimes it's a comfort level thing with folks who are coming from out of town. I've had people who are, are my clients say, I really would like you to hold my hand through this. In fact, my brother-in-law just bought a house down in LA a couple years ago now. And he had that scenario. He basically said, we have an agent here, but we want you also in our corner. So we want you to work cooperatively because we know you, we know you have our best interest. She's new to us. Can we work out a deal where we work cooperatively? And that agent and I did just that. And we did it through a referral, which basically means that I, I send her that business. She pays me a percentage based on that. And I work cooperatively with the paperwork and with the communication to make sure that everything's on track with my buyer. Um, so I told them that, that I would work on, on that basis. And the agent was essentially, no, I don't want to do that. So it's one of those things that I just want buyers as real estate consumers to have an understanding of, it's not a territorial thing. I want them to have an understanding of what we actually bring to the local market. It, it, so I would liken it to like somebody, uh, say like somebody from the West side mm -hmm. coming over here to hunt and bringing a guide with them. Essentially. Instead yeah. of getting a guide here that, you know, that knows. Essentially. Yeah. And smart hunters hire a local guide. Yeah. I, right? I mean, yeah. You yeah. hire somebody who knows the area. Exactly. For a lot of reasons. Um, safety is one of them. And it's kind of a similar thing because a real estate investment is such a huge investment and boots on the ground for one is really important. In fact, just this last weekend, I was up at a, 
a family reunion of sorts up at Wallowa Lake. And I had some buyers who wanted to see a house during the weekend when I couldn't show it. So I worked with one of the agents in my office and she showed it. But if they wanted to offer on that house, I would make an effort to make sure I walked through it. In fact, I'm going through a house today for that very reason that I'm going alone because I need to see with my own eyes so that I can advise those clients, even though I know they were in good hands when they were walking through, I need to be able to know. Um, Absolutely. So it's, it's one of those things that I really encourage buyers if they have an out of town agent, talk to them seriously about referring to a local agent. And we are always super happy to work with folks like that. Um, I mean, it's awesome because down the road, we're going to give those buyers a good experience down the road. They're going to be clients again, 82% of our business in real estate, according to NAR is repeat and referral business, 80% of the work that we do. So it's important that we give a good experience. And we're doing it with an eye for the future. We're not doing it, you know, just, okay, you're done. I'm going to see you later. We're doing it thinking, okay, I'm going to make sure that you come back to me and want all your friends and family to come back to me too. I mean, it's like, it's like anything like, where do you get your haircut? Well, same place. I like your haircut. Right. Tell me who does it. And then you send them to somewhere. So that kind of, of local representation is always super important. Is there enough room at Wallowa Lake for you to have a family reunion? I mean, it was really small. We just had some family uh-huh. come in from but, Iowa. But a family reunion <laughs> for you would be like the whole lake. I know. I know. That's true. That's true. It was only one little baby branch of my giant family. Yeah. But. So what, what else is going on with Remax right now? In general, we're gearing up for, you know, fall events that happen. We have some fun things that we always do in the fall. We celebrate, we call it our office birthday party which is basically where we just celebrate the fact that we're another year older as a, an office and get together and have some fun. That's one of the coolest things about Remax is it's such a cool cooperative group of people that, you know, we actually enjoy hanging out with each other. So really diverse group of people too. Oh, totally. Totally Very diverse. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll, I mean, let them know where they can find you and we'll move on. Yeah, we're down on Adams Avenue and anybody, I mean, look us up on Facebook or Instagram or anywhere online. And Right downtown. I mean, right you downtown. can't miss it. There's can't a big Remax it. sign. Mm-hmm. It's it's cool that you guys got moved downtown too. It's big. for. We really like it. It's made a big difference. One complaint everybody always has about anything downtown is that parking, but anymore, it's not so bad. No, it doesn't seem like, uh, uh, I mean, there's. I think there's enough areas now that kind of have open parking including here mm-hmm. a lot of people park here and walk right i mean I, there'll be 10 15 cars in the parking lot and not 10 15 people here we're right? a little bit spoiled we we like to be right next to what we're walking into <laughs> it's not silly you go anywhere else and you're like i'll park, park four blocks away this will be fine guess what happens now i'm gonna put you on the hot seat oh shoot okay well well i mean i don't i so you're filling in my shoes mm-hmm. now Basically. I'm Dodzy today. Yeah, we're gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you some would you rather questions. Oh, They're fun. No. Yeah, we play this. My family plays this oh, when we're so waiting like for dinner. Them we have a little like game on the phone yeah. where you. Yeah. All right. Let, let's start with this one. Okay. Would you rather be forced to sing along or dance to every single song you hear? Oh, I'm a dancer. You dance. I probably to every... I probably dance to every song I hear anyway. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Me? Probably. 
Probably dance because I don't. I'm not a singer. Yeah, it's not my thing. You can ask anybody. I'll dance. Oh, here's a good one for today. Would you rather give up air conditioning and heating for the rest of your life, or the internet for the rest of your life? Oh gosh, that's a terrible question. That is, isn't it? I can't do what I do without the internet anymore. So I guess I'm going to be real hot and real cold. Oh, (laughs) I'd give up the internet. Oh, could you imagine trying to sleep at night when it's a hundred? Yeah, it'd be miserable. And it's so bad. I'm pretty comfortable today. Maybe that's why I am answering that question. Would you rather have a personal maid or a personal chef? Full disclosure, I already kind of do have a personal chef. Shout out to my hubby. He cooks. (laughs) He cooks. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely a maid. Definitely. Me too. I mean, I can cook. I I, I can get by, but if I had somebody to, yeah, that would be nice. Yep. Um, would you rather wear the same socks for a month or the same underwear for a week? Oh, socks for a month. Oh gosh, it's a tough one for socks boys have gross feet. Like your feet sweat, <laughs> you know. I don't yeah. I'm probably boys going with feet socks aren't the too. only thing that's gross, yeah. Well, I, I mean, but I, I'd probably go with socks too. You're All probably right. right. Would you rather always have BO and not know it or always smell BO on everyone else? I'd rather always smell BO. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think. definitely. Oof. Definitely. That's a tough one. But that one is a tough one. Would you rather find a rat in your kitchen or a roach in your bed? Oh. I think I... <laughs> ooh. <laughs> Neither would be My bed, it's either. like a sacred space. Oh, so oof. you're taking the rat in the kitchen? I think I might take the rat in my ooh. kitchen. I don't know. Yeah. I just watched this uh, thing on social media. It's about a, a chain restaurant. Mm-hmm. And it's a video that they took. And the guy has like this chicken sandwich and there's maggots. Oh, in no. it at the restaurant. Nope. Could you I don't imagine like it. that? Nope. I, I got a good story. When I was a kid, we were driving back, uh, from California up to Oregon and we stopped at a BP, you know, like truck mm-hmm, stop. Mm-hmm. And we get hot chocolate, right? Are those around anymore? I don't I don't think so. I, I don't I don't think there are uh at least not in on this side. Um get a cup of hot chocolate, drink it all the way down, and at the very bottom of the cup was a cockroach. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Yeah. I, I have a pretty, I've got an iron stomach for that kind of stuff. I don't get grossed out by very many things, but oh, I, I don't get me. I if mean, it was it like already gone and I didn't, oh. Yeah, it didn't make me like throw up or anything. I, yeah. I mean, it's a bug, you know. Like when we were kids, we, our group of friends, we had this pond back behind the apartments and it had the bullfrog poly tadpoles you know Mm -hmm. the big ones Mm -hmm. and we always used to dare each other to eat them right i've eaten a couple of polywogs when i was a kid that's his party trick when he has the kids around (laughs) he eats stuff oh my gosh this is a great story (laughs) yeah go for it do you know we were at a softball tournament and my son he's he was eight then maybe even seven it's a couple years ago and my husband was trying to be cool dad around my son's friends so they brought an earthworm over and dino goes i'll eat that and the boys go no you won't and do you know it slurped it and down. ate it noah he about broke up with dino that day he was he was never gonna forgive him for that <laughs> That's so he funny. was so mortified the other boys thought it was great but it's a running joke in our family about dino eating stuff as his party trick uh, that, when i was a kid <laughs> not so much as an adult i mean i i, I don't think i'd eat a polywog man well i'm not kissing him for a day or two after that happens yeah, gross yeah <laughs> Good morning, TJ. How are you? Um, let's get you another would you rather. Would you rather always have a full phone battery or a full tank of gas? Gas. Yeah? I'd always have. Yeah. 
Yeah, you don't really have to pay to charge your phone. Towing my trailer last summer. You ran out of gas towing a trailer? I did. And you know what? I was literally, I could have thrown a rock and hit the exit sign right before Flying J. I was that close. Why'd you cut it so close? Well, I didn't know I was. This is the first time I've hauled the trailer. And I go through North Powder. And you know, they have that gas there now. I'm getting ready to go through North Powder. Yeah. And I see I'm, I'm at like 80 miles. Or yeah, something like but that. But that's 80 miles without a trailer. But it's 80 miles without a trailer, yeah. right? <laughs> and so I called Dino and I'm like, hey, you think I can make it? He's like, you should be fine. I wasn't fine. <laughs> I wasn't fine. But. Hey, good morning, Bud. Bud Forrest, one of our viewers. We're going to give away a couple of uh, Beer Fest tickets to after we do the randomizer. But uh, for now, we're having a little bit of fun with uh, some Would You Rather. All right, got another one for you. Would you rather die in 20 years with no regrets or live to, to be 100 with a lot of regrets? Shoot. It's a tough one. No, I think I think the no regrets. Yeah, I'm going out. No regrets. You know the tattoo. Yeah. That's <laughs> not wrong. That's on all the... the, the Tattoo, like the messed up tattoo right, sites. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Would you rather spend a year at war or a year in prison? A year in prison, I think. You'd rather spend a year in prison? I think so, yeah. Prison's tough, dude. You don't think war is tough? I mean, yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I don't know. You get you get three squares. They yeah, three hots and a cot. That's time. true. You get you get visitors, yeah. You get some autonomy, just do what you want. Yeah. You don't I, I, I like that. I, I think I you get library do time. the they probably little, have TV. They got yeah, a, yeah, they they got a pretty look. If it was some, federal, you, you know, it's like going to, going to day camp, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Would you rather have Billie Eilish's future or Madonna's legacy? No. No. I'm not a Madonna fan. <laughs> I am just I'm, not. But we're talking about her legacy. We're oh, not talking, gosh. I no. Mean, gosh. You'd rather have Billie Eilish's future? Yeah. I mean, her future is pretty bright. I think so. She's pretty... Yeah. Uh, she's pretty top notch. I mean, she's, it's crazy how somebody can just blow up like well, her. Well, and she kind of comes out of nowhere with her stuff too. Like I don't hear about her on the day to day and then she'll just drop something awesome. A lot of it has to do with her brother, uh, Phineas. He's Isn't he like a producer or something He's a like producer. That? He, he co-writes everything with her. They're Got best it. friends. And I mean, it's, he performs on stage with her, plays guitar. Oh, or does piano. he? Oh yeah. Okay. He, he's the, if you see the videos like of, her performing live, he's the redheaded tall guy. Oh, I don't think That's I've ever brother. seen any yeah. videos of her performing. All right. Would you rather go back to the past and meet your loved ones who passed away or go in the future and meet your ch children or grandchildren to be? Future. Yeah? I think so. What about you? I mean, per, per all the loved ones that have passed away, I already knew. That's you know kind of I mean? where like, I'm coming from. My great-grandparents, I didn't know them. I don't know a lot about them, so right. I'd probably go. Like, yeah, I think probably. it's probably like the other way around. If you've lost somebody early and you don't have a good memory of them. Right. My but grandparents didn't that. die until my grandma died. I mean, I was an adult for both mm -hmm. of my grandparents. So, yeah, it hasn't. And then my dad, my real dad's side, I didn't know them. So, right. Th there's no connection. Like, yeah, we just uh, it, it's crazy. Like my my life for like. I, my dad left when I was four, my real dad. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, like when, when I find out where he is or when he dies, mm -hmm. it's going to affect me. Well, I found out a couple months ago that he passed away. Mm -hmm. I hadn't seen him since I was 
I didn't have any emotion at all. It's weird. It's kind of funny, isn't it? How that it's works weird. out. Yeah. Our family, we have a lot of adopted. Yeah, you and, got a lot of fosters, yeah. and you know, not quite adopted, but technically not, but they yeah. are. You know that kind of stuff. So it's definitely, I mean, it's definitely a heart thing more than a biology thing. Oh, I think. for sure. And and I mean, I have his last name. Yeah. My kids have his last name, right. but there there was no feeling like, and I, I I feel terrible about it, but at the same time, I mean, how what how do you have feeling for somebody you don't? You know what I mean? Right. Like I did not know him. Right. Yep. I hear you. Um, so for you, um, like give me where do you see yourself in 10 years? A little bit less busy because my kids will be heading out of school at that point in time. Yeah. Gosh, having kids is so busy. Especially the younger. Them. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. The, and this year it just took off with my kids sports stuff and softball and baseball and both my kids wrestle. And that's, I mean, it's. It's good busy, but it's definitely busy. When so they get, when, I mean, in 10 years, the, how old will they be? My daughter is 12 now and my son's 10. So oh, they'll, so be, they'll be, they'll be yeah. in, they'll high, be college. in college probably. Yeah. 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 Although a lot, you know, like nowadays kids, kids are being, you know, when we were that age, the whole emphasis was go to college. God, we talk about that it's a lot. It's not as bad. It's not like that anymore. I don't think so anymore. I think that. Gosh, what's uh micro? Yeah, he helped that a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah, micro. yeah. Dirty jobs. Thanks, micro. Yeah, <laughs> like hey, you can do something other than go to. Yeah, you can go to a trade school. You can right. go learn on a job. I, right. me personally, I, I think like four years of experience is way more, way better than four years that gives you a piece of paper. Right. Well, and then there's people like me who I like. I loved college. I'm so glad I went to college. But here I am. I'm not using my degree in a way that I have to have a degree to do what I do. I don't have to. Well, have degree, and, and for a lot of college kids, they have other things going on, right? They're working, they're doing this, they're doing that sports, whatever. Mm -hmm. How much do you actually retain in those four years? Yeah, I don't know. What percentage do you think it is? Oh, it's not the same as if you're going to work every day. It has to be less than half for most people. It has to be right. Yeah. But if you're going to work every day and learning a job mm -hmm. on the job, you're retaining a lot of that. Oh gosh, yeah. The first two years of college is so hard because you're not really doing that much of what you're gonna be doing. No, it's all gen ed. Yeah, yeah. Boring. It's all stuff that you just boxes you have to check. I have to write and some of that's super paper. awesome. And I see the point of that a little bit because you know you don't know yourself very well when you're that young. No. So learning about who you're gonna be and like where you're gonna go, that's so cool. But I mean, you're paying a lot of money to do that. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> I am a big fan of the gap year. The take the year off in between, go learn about yourself, go either work, go travel, go travel and work, you know, go do something and figure out who you are and what you like. Because I think kids are so busy through high school, they just don't know. What what so you talk about the gap year. There is a lot of constraint in high school. Like you don't have a lot of opportunity to do things to to find yourself right the I, I agree gap year is like huge because you can take that time to basically figure out what you want to do i mean because in high school you're not worried about that you're chasing no. girls or boys you're playing sports you're trying to pass classes and you're, you're doing what you've always done yeah yeah Kid with stuff. the people you've always done it with yep. yeah even in a town like Grand. i mean i grew up in cove so and i didn't go to school in cove 
for the formative years. I came to school in La Grande during that time, but it's so funny. I mean, the whole the whole time you compare the size of schools, Cove versus La Grande, and La Grande's the big school, right? Even in La Grande, it's everybody is with the same people all the time, and you know, same teachers, same regiment, same routine, and don't get to know yourself very no, well. No, you know how they talk six degrees of separation? Uh -huh. Legrand's like half a degree. Oh, if that. I mean, everybody knows. If that. And, and when you talk to somebody, you can always find somebody that's either related to them that you know or that is like really close to them. Even outside of Legrand, I find people that have ties to, to a small town just because you know, the, the type of people, the places that I've lived have been similar to here. I think that's a thing. It, it I think is. that's what it is. There's a funny little, like, portal, we call it a portal. I call it the black hole. The, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> between Crescent City, California, where Dino was born, and here. There are so, there's so much overlap in those places. In fact, Allison at my office, hi, pal. Um, she's from Crescent City. Her and Dino were born in the same hospital. Really? Her dad lives in the same they live in a town that's kind of like like union is to Legrand. um it's called fort dick they both lived in that town i know <laughs> you I know. know i was gonna laugh i know when you said i should have known my audience i shouldn't yeah, have yeah. even said it oh <laughs> uh, where is crescent city very northern california like start of the like red not weed though no we not quite like that right far. on I mean, the edge I mean, like is it is on this side or that anywhere? side of shasta Oh, it's, you have to it's, go over the pass? No, it's literally the first city that you come to in California, basically, the first big area. It's the top of the Redwoods. The top so, of the Redwoods. Yeah. On, um, on I-5? Or no, on 101? No. Or in the middle somewhere? It, well, it's on the coast. Crescent City is the coast. You so would ask so me it's a on, question. It's on 101? I don't know. I think the, so, the yeah. The coastal highway. I think so, yeah. We go through Grants Pass when we go down. So Grants Pass, then you go through Cave Junction, and then you cross in that way. There's a nasty little canyon. and. So the 10 year goal still in real estate. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's a lifelong. Yeah. I mean, as long as I can do it, I'm going to do it. it, yeah. it I mean, it, it's obviously something you enjoy. Oh gosh, I do. I love it. It's funny because I think that people are really, people like the idea of selling real estate and I did too at one point, but when I worked at Remax, I started as the office manager in the first, I don't know, probably six months that I worked there. I was pregnant with Noah, and so this is going to be 11 years with Remax this fall. Um, and the way that people work and the hours and the fluctuation, and I was sitting at the front desk like Allison does now, and just the stuff that you see and the stress that you deal with and how high stakes it is. I told you, know, I was like, I will never do this. I will never sell real estate. I will be happy sitting at this desk forever and at that point i thought i was going to be a teacher well it's a little less daunting i think the longer you see it and the longer you understand hey i might actually have what it takes to be good at this but you're equal parts you know teacher friend psychologist sometimes your advisor sometimes your shoulder to cry on you're it's a lot of everything and there's kind of a a, a big emotional tax that that can take you have to be a pretty unique person, I think, to really love it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And and like, so so what's the hardest part? Like what that, I think. Just being I, I think that because it's it can be a roller coaster at times. You can be helping somebody through the best day they've ever had. 
at the same time as you're putting out so many fires and trying to, you know, save your client's neck because we're in a pickle for some reason. Um, and so it really is like a, you just have to turn it off. You have to be able to turn one thing off and, and pick up another thing. And sometimes the hard things are really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And What's the, well, okay, well, let's flip the script. What's the uh, most rewarding part? I have these clients. In fact, they reached out to me just the other day on Messenger. Um, I helped them probably four or five years ago. They're an older couple. You know, in their late adult years, their kids were grown. And their dream was always to own a house. Always. And they could never make it happen. They were, you know, struggling raising kids. They had, you know, just life. Life was everywhere for them and they couldn't make it happen. And they had been running for over 40 years. Wow. And they basically said, we can do it now. We want, we want to do it. This is our dream. We want to make it happen. And we got them into a house. And I just oh, got awesome. a message the other day and she said, we still love this house so much. I told her, I was like, you are, you come to mind so often because that was definitely one of my favorites. It's just helping people realize that they can do something that they didn't know they could do. That's so fun. Nice. So fun. And then, you know, there are the other people who aren't big fans of real estate. I think that it's, it's polarizing to some people. It's it costs a lot of money to buy your first house. Yeah. And you really, it is such a leap of faith. And the market that we're in right now is tenuous and it's a little scary for people. Right. So right. unpredictability is scary. Huh? Yeah. Interesting. All right. Let's yeah. give away some of these tickets. Yes. Let's. I'll tell you who wins when, as soon as I find it out. So up here on the wheels, everybody that commented and, and uh, shared the post, um, and I got it on a randomizer wheel, and I'm just going to do it. There we go. We're going to know real soon. Oh, okay, Jen Azure. Yeah, it, it, it was like when, I, I know her too. She's the uh, she's Dustin's wife. She's Dustin's wife. Yeah, Jen Azure is the winner. Um, that's pretty cool. So Jen, I'll post it in here and then, okay. So now we're going to give away a couple of tickets to the first person that comments. So uh, the first person that comments, I'll, uh, message you and we'll give them some tickets. Amanda, I appreciate you coming on today. Yeah. It's been awesome. I'm excited to have yeah, been here. You feel great. You sat in my chair today. I'm this, is, this has been, uh, weird. Oh, I think somebody already, oh, there is John Comby. Commented right there. <laughs> oh, John Comby's the first, though. You can see it right there. He said, hey, so, John, I got some tickets for you to Beer Fest, two of them. And then I'll reach out to Jen Azure, and we'll, uh, yeah, we'll get it from there. Sweet. Um, let me get you guys out of here. On this day. So I always do a section called On This Day, and I just give some little tidbits about what, you know, things that happen. So, so August 17th on this day, in 1859, the first airmail in a balloon took off from Lafayette, Indiana. They tried sending mail with a balloon. I mean, that was the very Like an actual airmail. balloon or like a balloon? A, no, like a balloon. Okay. Yeah, a balloon, like a, like a weather balloon. Okay. On this day in 1870, the first ascent of Mount Rainier. Okay. 1870. I, 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 I'm intrigued by uh, mountain climbing. I don't want to do it myself ever, but I'm super intrigued by it because like, if you look at like Everest, like people die up there and they just leave them. I know. And people you climb. You know the green boots guy? Have you seen that? No. Oh, look it up. That one creeps me out. Really? Yeah. Cause it's like a landmark on there now. The guy who died, who was wearing like green trekking and, and boots. 
And you just, can see the green oh, boots. Oh, man. Yeah. And he's still up there. Oh, 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 yeah, no. Absolutely. On this day in 1939, the musical film, The Wizard of Oz, starring Judy Garland, uh, opens at Leo's Capitol Theater in New York City, 1939. Maybe the most influential film of all time. I mean, it's got it. If I was talking about top three movies ever, Wizard of Oz is one of them, for sure. For you or just in general? I mean, I think it has to be for everybody. Nobody had ever switched from black and white to color, for one thing. That's true. And for another thing, I mean, it's still... It is still part of today's culture. People still, there's slot machines made out. I mean, there's just all this stuff after a film that was made in the, the 30s. Yeah, that's true. Everybody knows The Wizard of Oz. Of course. Everybody knows Everybody has a quote from The Wizard uh -huh. of Oz. You know what yeah. I mean? And probably you used it recently. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. On this day in 1945, Korea is divided into north and south along the 38th parallel. In 1945. 1945. Yep. Hmm. Uh, on this day in 1969, Woodstock Festival closes with Jimi Hendrix and Band of Gypsies as the final act. They took the stage at 9 a.m. on the 18th, essentially. So it was like kind of, it was the final act, but they pushed it over into the 18th. Got it. 2020, University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill is the first U.S. college to send students home and convert to online classes after 135 COVID cases detected. Oof. COVID was so crazy. Yeah. Oh, well, it's not I don't want to relive that. No, 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 no. But it, it's crazy. The kids, you know, the, it, it's going to affect kids down the road. It really is. Like, just oh, absolutely. Mental health. It, it already is. It, it really the, is. The reading levels. That's my son was in first grade. And that's that was a big issue for the next two years was they're trying to recoup the reading levels. For these kids who didn't have hands-on, I, I well, not just reading, social, oh, hundred um, percent, adapting to online. Like my kids, they struggled with online. They didn't want to sit in front of a computer if nobody was checking. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they, they didn't. Yeah, it, it was no fun. The number. All right, I'll let you try to guess this. What was the number one song in America ten years ago today? So this is, I'll give you a hint. This is 2023. The video was, you can't look it up. No, I'm just looking at the year, making sure I have the yeah, year date. 2013. Okay. It, the video was banned. It's it's an R&B singer, and he also has a rapper in the song, and the song was pretty huge. 2013. Yeah. R&B singer has a rapper in it. Yeah. Video was banned. Is it um, Eminem and Rihanna? No. Oh, shoot. It's Robin Thicke and T.I., Blurred Lines. Oh, that was yeah. banned, really? Yeah, the the first video they released had nudity in it. Oh. Yeah, that song's kind of... It was a huge song. That, that's a hebe song, though. Yeah, it is kind of... <laughs> Quote of the day, and then we'll get you out of here. Here it is. If people are doubting how far you can go, go so far that you can't hear them anymore. Nice. One more time. If people are doubting how far you can go, go so far that you can't hear them anymore. Uh, John Comby wins the tickets. Jen Azure wins the other ones. I'll reach out to him. Amanda May, thank you for being on today. I appreciate you. You bet. Anytime. Let's get them out of here if I can find the video to get us out of here. <laughs> appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll see you.